0: Welcome to Moms Out Loud Podcast. I'm Alexa.
1: And I'm Rachel, and this is episode five.
0: I am excited about this week.
1: Yeah, me too. I am going to be coming down to Jacksonville this week, so Alexa and I will get to do a podcast together, so that'll be super fun. Our
0: first podcast together, (laughs) which is crazy. Yeah.
1: It will... Like in person. Yeah, it will
0: change the vibe, I, I feel like. Well, maybe not, but it'll be fun.
1: I'm excited either way, like... I don't know if it will make it any different because we're going to be looking at each other. Right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but what
1: have you been up to, Rachel? So, not too much. I've just kind of been continuing my sleep training with Roland. He's doing so good. He wakes up only like one to two times a night, max. Mm-hmm. Generally, just once a night. His naps are a little bit rougher, but he's like w- way better than they were. It's just cool how, like, I'll put him down now consistently around the same, like, half-hour increment time. And he doesn't, like, fuss when I put him down. He doesn't cry when I leave. He just, like, hangs out and goes to sleep. And so that's been just really cool.
0: Awesome. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, and it hasn't even been that long since, since we've been here and talking about it. So that's awesome. There's some improvement. Yeah, it's
1: been, like, not even a week,
0: maybe. Because I know Luke
1: last night was like, babe, like, good job. You you trained him to sleep in a week. And I'm like, I don't know how it happened. But I'm so so thankful because... For the past, you know, 11 months, I was just up so much throughout the night and Luke was so helpful. I'd wake him up. He'd go get Roland, bring him to me. I would nurse Roland half the time, fall asleep with Roland, and then I'd be sleeping on my back and it gives me such bad back pain. And so I was just like having a rickety old back and like waking up Luke 17 times a night to put him back in his bed. And so... I feel like a whole new person. I'm like a sleep machine.
0: Well, yeah, and I saw your picture on Instagram. Like, you you had makeup on and you had your hair clean and all that. And I was like, wow, you look
1: really good. I'm a new person. That's awesome. You know how cool it is to put your baby down at, like, a consistent time at night and then have, like, your own nighttime regimen again? Because I used to just, like, try and brush my teeth, like, in a quick, like hurry while he's really cranky and I really need to just like put him down and he wouldn't fall asleep unless he was eating with me in the bed and so now it's like I put him down he goes to bed I get to brush my teeth I get to wash my
0: face right, right. like
1: it's like a whole little like self-care routine and I know that's like so simple but it feels cool yeah. it feels cool to like be able to do that for myself again I love so. that yeah yeah and the only other thing I've been up to is I started seeing that trainer that I mentioned last oh, time yeah. And I've only had one session with her because we're about to go to Jacksonville. I had so much fun. Good. It was like an hour of butt kicking. I Today's two days after the workout. So uh, I have so many muscle groups that are sore. It's insane. <laughs> but I just felt so good after. Like I was like, whoa, I'm still strong. And I came home and I was like, hey, babe, like I'm strong. <laughs> and that's awesome. I don't know. This is probably TMI, but for some reason, like exercising, since it made me feel good about myself, when I got home, I was like all over oh. it because <laughs> yeah. I felt so confident. Yeah. I'm just like, hey yeah. there. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember um, that, yeah. But yeah, which reminds me I need to exercise. So
1: cool. <laughs> yeah, exercise. It's good for your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, what have you been up to?
0: Well, I've just been having some health stuff going on, but I feel pretty good right now. I feel good. I've just been having, like, digestive issues for the... I, I feel like for the last yeah. six months, it's been, like, off and on. And then I have some new symptoms coming up. Like, it kind of hurts around where my appendix is. Like, so my colon area. Yikes, and so yeah. I'm doing a colon cleanse right now. And I made a doctor's appointment. So I'm not just like, oh, I'm going to do the colon cleanse and not see a doctor. But, you no, know, I made the doctor's appointment. I'll be seeing her in a couple weeks. It's hard to get into this doctor because she's so good. So... Um, Mm. I'll wait and I'll do the colon cleanse and do what I can do at home and then see if that tension goes away from my stomach area. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Like seriously. So, I mean, right now, like I said, it's like up and down all the time. So, um, the colon cleanse, sometimes I'm like cheating and, um, I shouldn't. So today I'm going to be really, really good. Good. Yeah.
1: That's so hard. I mean, I'm the queen of weird, yeah. <laughs> terrible diets and stuff, so I get that, but it's it makes such a difference when you can just be really strict and consistent, not strictly because of what you're eating, because it's so hard if you're like, well, I just can't eat cheese, right, right. you know? Because if you think, like, I can't eat something, that's really hard, but if you're like, I am doing this because it is going to make an impact on everything, yeah. like, it's going to better my body and make me feel better in this way and that way, and yeah. so... Hopefully, if you can be strict with it, you'll feel um, some improvements. Yeah. That would be well, awesome. Well, you know
0: what's weird is when I cheated yesterday, I got really cranky, which was weird. Oh. And so I was like being really snippy with Lail last night, and I was like, I think it's because I cheated. So it's been the first time this week that I had sugar. Like I had a couple oh, bites yeah, sugar of <laughs> yeah, I had a couple bites of a cupcake, and I I felt horrible. I don't know, but it's changed my perspective a lot on. Like, I want to feed my body good food that makes me feel really good, not just, oh, well, I'm going to eat what I want because it tastes so good. Like, I don't know. It's just changing my perspective right now on what food is good. On food. Yeah.
1: But I think that's so awesome because food, like, we live in such, like, a food-centered culture. And it's just kind of a bummer because, yeah, like, it's cool that food tastes good. But I wish we could have a mindset where it's like food is to fuel our body and less about happiness because I am very much like, I need to eat this. It will make me happy because it's yummy. I always say it will make my heart happy, like it's good for my heart, as in joyful, not actually good (laughs) for my heart. I really admire people who can think of food more for like sustenance and healing and less of like happiness and joy. Well,
0: and the more you eat, the more you eat healthy too. I mean, and I know this too, just because like off and on I'm... I don't know. I'm like a health nut, but then sometimes I cheat for long periods of time. But, you know, food tastes good just how it is. Like the good food for you does Mm -hmm, taste good mm -hmm. once you're used to it. It's like at first you're like, oh, this is a bummer. It's not chocolate cake. But at the same time, the more you're into it and the more it makes you feel good, the more you're just like, no, I prefer this over that. It's weird. It's weird.
1: Yeah. So. Well, okay. I like urge people to do like a little bit of a taste test right? because I was always skeptical about a lot of things and like, I don't really buy, or I, I didn't at the time buy a lot of organic stuff. Mm-hmm. And one time I bought organic carrots in California because they were right, cheaper. Right. And so I spent a week eating carrots, organic carrots, and then I came home and bought carrots and tried to eat a carrot and I wanted to throw oh, up. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Like a not organic carrot. And also, I didn't wash it. Yeah. Gross. Wash your vegetables. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that's, like, that's so cool, right? How you can just taste the difference. Right.
0: Yeah, and my husband's always, you know, into, like, when he cooks, he puts lots of seasonings on his food. And I've actually just, over the years, gotten less and less like that because I'm like, you know what? I like the taste of what the food is actually supposed to taste like. So if you get good food... It's going to taste good without having to season it crazy. so.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, well, it depends on what it is. If you give me like a plain piece of chicken, I'm going to be like, hey. <laughs> because I don't think meat tastes awesome by itself. Oh, no. yeah. But if you give me like plain vegetables, right, right. I'd be like, I need some salt, but these are still pretty yeah. great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and maybe I have like bland taste buds too. So maybe that's it too. You're Cuban. I don't know. I don't know. Lael says that I'm just bland. He says it's the Norwegian in me. So he says, like, Norwegians have bland taste buds. I don't know if that's a thing, but he says, like, everyone that he's known in his family that, that was Norwegian is just bland food.
1: Well, see, so my stepmom, when I was living with my dad and my stepmom, um, she's Puerto Rican. Okay. And so she cooks wonderful seasoned right, food. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so I went from, no offense, to, you know, my other family that is just average, like, white right. people <laughs> right. cooking. It's just like salt and pepper, maybe right. some garlic, some yeah. butter, you know? And then you break into like there's more spices than that, and then a whole new world opens yeah. up. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so exactly.
1: I know. No, I like can't go back. I can't go back to just salt, pepper, yeah. and garlic because I've just Yeah. I've acquired a taste for more yeah, things. Fancier but I'm not saying like yeah. overpowering. <laughs> right. But like sometimes well, like Luke made salmon the other night and he just made like um lemon pepper. Right. So that was just like a simple seasoning. But it just was crazy yeah. good. You have to do so. it right.
0: It's definitely, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. there's balance in it.
1: So that's cool, though. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you're taking the initiative to like make that change for your health. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, did we want to jump into our topic this week? Yeah, let's do awesome. it. Awesome. Well, in this topic, so we're always encouraging our friends um, and listeners to suggest topics for us. You know, we want to talk about what you want to talk about. And so we actually got a message from one of my friends talking about how she had a friend. Well, she met someone. She kind of dated her, you know, kind of how we talked about in in our mom episode, our first mom episode, making mom friends. And she was dating this mom. And then after a while, she's like, you know what? We're not compatible anymore. But they live in a small town. So she was like, but I can't really just ignore her or just drop her as a friend like so what do I do like how do I get out of this friendship that's just not working out for me so initially we just thought ghosting right but that might not work for her situation <laughs> but then we wanted to talk about ghosting because whenever we try to get rid of friends you know in the, unless it's a a mutual thing so usually it's like oh we just don't get along and you both kind of just stop talking to each other But if that doesn't happen, you ghost them. Right, Rachel? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And we... (laughs) So basically, first things first, I want to just kind of give a brief definition of what ghosting is for those of you who might not know um, what we're talking about by that term. Right. So uh, basically, ghosting is when a person cuts off all communication with your friend, or it could be a person you're dating or whatever. And it's with, like, little to no warning or notice beforehand. And you avoid their phone calls. You you can block them on social media or just avoid them. And you just, you know, run away from them if you see them in public. Right. So it's pretty hardcore. It um, is. It's definitely not healthy. And it's such a common thing oh, now. Oh, yeah.
0: So. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want any conflict <laughs> with anyone. You're just like, you know what? We're not getting along, so this is over. But you don't want to talk
1: to them yeah. about it. So have you... And it's kind of a hard thing, so... Yeah, it
0: is. Sorry. No, that's fine. Have you... I want to hear from you. Like, have you been ghosted or ghosted anyone?
1: So I've definitely been ghosted, and I've definitely ghosted. So first, let me talk about sometimes I've been ghosted. Mainly, I'm ghosted when it comes to my business, Mm -hmm. which is so unfortunate because um, I own a photography business. And I'll have um, couples reach out to me and be like, hey, we loved your stuff. We saw your pricing on your website already or whatever, and we're really into you. We'd love to talk a little bit more. Or maybe they haven't seen my pricing, and then I direct them to my website, right? Right. That happens a lot, too. People are like, how much do you cost? And I'm like, well, I pay for a website, so go on and look at it, (laughs) please. Thank you. And so I'll send people over to my website and i'll be like just let me know what you think and they're like okay cool we'll do and then i never hear from them again right. <laughs> that's just one little example and what's so frustrating to me about that is i'm a business owner i understand if i'm not your style if i'm not in your budget you know what right. i mean if we don't if you read my bio and you don't seem and you don't think we'll like mesh well together i'm not going to be offended by those things because i understand them i set my pricing and i set it that way for a reason to scare off certain types of people, you right. know? And I write what I write in my bio so that people know who I am. So if that doesn't fend well with them, they're not gonna want me with them on their wedding day because I'll be with you probably more than everybody else on your wedding day. Even your husband won't be with you the whole time like I will be, right. you know? So you really wanna make sure you choose someone that's gonna mesh well with you. But, anyways, so with the ghosting, It's so frustrating because it would just mean so much to me if someone could be like, hey, we looked it over. You're not in our budget. Thank you for your time. Um, Have a good day. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, no worries. Good luck. If you tell me your budget, I can help you find some local people within that budget. And I could even like help them out and point them towards other people that I know that can work with them. And uh, people don't even give me that opportunity. So that's kind of hard. I mean, some people do, some people don't. But that's the main time or the main way that I have been ghosted. And then, so, I actually have a pretty big story about when I've ghosted. I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to go too deep into details just because I don't want a lot of people to necessarily know who I'm talking about just for privacy reasons. So I'm going to try and be as respectful and as... Discreet. Non-specific as I can. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, I had two pretty close friends a few years back, and I'm not gonna go into so much, like, why um, our friendship fell apart, but I'm just gonna say um, something happened. They both told me why it bothered them, and they got to, like, take their time to hash it out at me, and I felt very attacked, and then they pretended, like, everything was fine, and, like, since they got their side out, we could move on. And I had to like just digest this information and they just, it felt like they wanted me to pretend everything was okay after that. Mm. And that's not who I am. I was so upset that I didn't feel like I didn't get to take time to think about it, that they took this memory and the way that they saw it was so hurtful to me um, because they were really just kind of like putting a dark look on this special occasion for me. And I... Just kind of got bitter about it in a way where I wish they would have been like, or I wish, okay, I wish I would have been like, okay, guys, you got to say your part, let me say mine. Now that I've gotten to think about it, because they got to think about it, I didn't even know that it was an issue, and so it took me time to digest it and realize, like, my part of this all. And obviously, I'm able to see, like, my fault in it, but I also was hurt by the way that I felt like they weren't able to see any of theirs. And just kind of like double teamed, like attacked me together. And then that was it. And so I just slowly kind of drifted out of the friendship, just like stopped responding. And I had moved and just like, I know I could have handled it better. But at the time I was so hurt and that I was like losing two of my very close friends And I didn't know how to handle it. And so I just stepped back from the friendship. And once it had been a while, since I felt like they had really tried to reach out at all, I just like blocked them on everything. And I was just so angry and I didn't want them to see anything about my life. I didn't think they deserved to know anything about me anymore. And it was really an extreme time. I was so hurt, like not so much angry, not so much like sad, just hurt that people that I loved could do that right and so it's something I'd struggle with for a few years and and I've talked about this in depth with um, you before Alexa but Alexa and I had talked about it because I had been feeling like I wanted to reconnect with one of the girls just to kind of get closure and Alexa encouraged me to do so but I was like "Mm, I don't want to reopen that can of worms and I just still didn't think I was over it to be honest and so this is so wild but literally yesterday I just randomly thought of it again, and every time the girl had come into my mind, I'd push it out of my mind, and I'd be like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to. And so I thought of her, and I just called her. And I ended up talking to her for about an hour and a half, and um, it was good and weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't really know how to explain it. I definitely feel like I got closure, and I got to say my piece and see more of their side I definitely think it's been a little bit too long for us to be, like, best friends again. And at this point, I don't know if I want to rekindle a friendship, and I'm okay with that. And it seems like we kind of mutually felt that as well. Because right. it just been too long. Yeah. You know? So much has happened. it was kind of interesting, though, because I reached out to the one friend in particular because um, the other friend is very much, the, uh, like, a grudge holder type of person. They are just... They don't see a lot outside of themselves. And so I just knew if I reached out to her, it wouldn't, it would be very either, it would be bad, like nothing would come from it Mm. and possibly it would be toxic. And so I just didn't, I didn't even like succumb myself to that, you know, but even talking with this girl, she kind of confirmed that I was right in not going to the other girl, which, so I'm glad that I kind of trust my instincts on that. And so... It almost kind of makes me thankful that I did leave these friendships because I was newly married I was moving to a new state and I'm glad that I got to like cling to my husband during that time and work on building my relationship with him instead of working on these friendships that kind of seemed more and more like relationships if I have to invest more in a friendship than I do in my marriage that just means some priorities aren't right. right. So what was nice, though, is that I was able to kind of apologize for the way that I handled it and say that with what I know now, I wish I could have handled it differently. Right. So right. basically, I'm just, I'm happy I reached out yeah. and I feel like I got some closure from it and I just feel like it was a mature thing to do after all this time. Even even if she wouldn't have wanted to answer my phone call, I would have understood but at this point in my life, I don't want to think back to those friendships and just be bitter right. about it. So this was kind of my way to stop being bitter about this and kind of fully let go and have some closure of Right, so right. So I'll talk more about how I would have handled it differently if I could do it again, but I want to hear about your ghosting yeah. experiences first. <laughs> yeah. So...
0: I don't know. I feel like I've ghosted a lot. And I've been ghosted a lot. Growing up, I was a bad friend. So I was a selfish person. I was self-centered. I was also really self-conscious. So I wasn't like a confident person growing up. So if you gave me any conflict or if you said something I didn't like or whatever, it's just like, I didn't like you anymore And I would just stop talking to you, even if we were really, really good friends. It was just really weird. I was a bad friend all around. So but then I remember being ghosted a lot as well because of those traits. So I was a negative person, again, selfish and self-centered and all that. And so people that were healthier people would kind of realize that right away and then they would ghost me. And so I think that that happened. And I was a bad gossip too. all through college. I was a bad gossip. And I say that. Now, looking back on that, and I I cherish the friendships that I've kept through the years because they they know me and they still love me. You know, there's only a few people, though, that stayed with me through like those bad years of like, I was just a bad person and I knew it. And I don't know, it's just it was kind of like a cycle that I couldn't get out of. So it was hard. And I think so the healthier people would just kind of stay away from me and would notice and they would just ghost me and it would make me feel really bad about myself. Like, worse, because I already felt all these things about myself. (laughs) But that, you know, that kind of propelled me into when I was maturing and getting out of, like, bad relationships and finding good friends and, you know, like, just growing as a person, being a better Christian, you know, like, reconnecting with God and having kids, like, getting married, having kids. And then I finally was like, wow, I need to let go of this baggage that I have, like all these negative things. I need to be a better person and I need to let go of all that, that stuff that I did to people and that people who people saw me as like, I just, and I prayed a lot that I needed to be different. I needed to be a different person. I needed to handle friendships differently too. You know, so it's just weird to think of like, I have certain, like you were talking about like a specific instance that that happened, but yeah. So, I mean, there's a few that stick out in my brain. And I went back just to this last year because, it's, you know, it convicts you. It's like, wow, you treated these people that way and you didn't have any closure, like you said. Yeah. And so definitely. I would go back and there was a few and I emailed them. And I just kind of said, you know what? I feel like I treated you bad. And I just wanted to get this off my chest, you know, and that I've changed as a person. And I just really feel convicted that I shouldn't have treated you that way. I shouldn't have just like left. Yeah our friendship that we had, that was actually important to me, but it was just, I was this weird person and
1: bad just version when of myself. You were more mature as a child. Right, yeah. right.
0: So I went back and there's one that, you know, around when I was getting married, she didn't like Lael. So from the get go, she didn't like Lael. She didn't think that I could, I should marry him. And so I just ghosted her. And I, and so, you know, but she was a very strong person, very, you know, confident, strong person. And so she confronted me about it and she wouldn't let me get away from it. Like she wouldn't just let me ghost her, you know? And so it was an interesting thing that we had this conversation. And I remember I'm really big on not lying. I feel like the truth is easier than any lie. So like even ever since I was, Wrong. I was a little, and that's why, that's why, but that's why I ghost because it's like, I don't want confrontation and I don't want to lie. So I'm just going to ghost you, you know? And so I remember yeah. when she confronted yeah. me, I lied and I still remember that lie because she, then she was like, you're lying to me. Like, and she's the only person that would ever confront me about that too. And so I just, the whole situation just makes me still feel like, bleh. yeah it's so gross and then even after all that we had our conversation and we were like okay well we can't really go back to where we were but we should still be friends kind of thing and then I ghosted her again (laughs) because I was (laughs) no and this is awful because at that point I was like you know what because there was so much happening with like people not supporting me getting married to because we were getting married so quickly and there were so many people against me that I was like I just needed to cling to people that were 100% 100% supportive. supportive. So within that, yes. I think it was, if it was any other time in my life, I wouldn't have ghosted her again, but I still feel awful about that, you know, and, and she was yeah. a good person and a nice friend. And I feel like looking back because of how her personality was. So she was such a strong, competent person, but not in the way that made me Feel like oh I could be a, a strong, confident woman too. It kind of negatively affected me, and I, I don't know how to really explain that. So maybe
1: like did she intimidate you? Like yeah, you it made like me it made me woman? feel like
0: I was a lesser person being different. Gotcha. And so, so it wasn't not really even a healthy a strong
1: personality. That's like an overbearing, right?
0: And I think it was just like a cultural thing, you know. Um Gotcha. You know, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, I yeah, think I it was that. just. It wasn't a healthy friendship for me to be in anyway, but I definitely handled handled it wrong. Definitely, for sure, because I still care about her and I still cared about our friendship whether it was the right friendship for me to be in or not, you know, and as I've grown older, it's like I've realized, okay, these are the friendships that are healthy for me. These are the ones that I can cling to. These are the ones that they support me for who I am, you know, and I'm a quiet person and I'm a... I like to be at peace with everybody and I don't want to gossip. And that's like the thing that God's put in my heart. Like don't gossip about people, like just be silent. And so I've learned just over the years, just not to say anything if I don't have anything good to say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um. but yeah, I mean getting into, so what's, what's a better way to handle these things, you know? Cause like everyone's dealing with this. It's like, okay, you have friendships that, either aren't healthy or you just don't want any more. So what's a better way to do it than ghosting, you know?
1: Yeah. So I have like a theory on like the healthiest way to do it. And I also think that it won't necessarily be well accepted. So even though it's like healthy, um, it's not, it's such a like honest and confrontational conversation that people aren't used to and it will make them uncomfortable. And so you just kind of have to decide, like, are you going to be able to do that and be okay with that and kind of explain to them, and it's going to hurt their feelings, right. you know? like, Because it's, like it's like a breakup, right. you know, in a way. Or do you want to ghost and just kind of have, like, in my opinion, like, long-term effects from that. Right. Because then you'll forever feel a little guilty that you know you could have handled it right. better. So in my opinion... If I were to do it all over again, yeah, with my example, which is super circumstantial because it's taken me a long time to see the ways that I was wrong right. in it because I felt very attacked. And so when you feel attacked, you feel defensive, yeah. yep. you know, that's just a normal human response. But I think it would have been better if I could have been like, hey, you guys got to say your part. I want to say mine, right. okay? And if you want to continue a friendship with me, you're going to hear me out. And I'm going to be willing to hear you out in whatever you want to say back or whatever. But it, this isn't a who's right, who's wrong. This is a do we want to fight for a friendship or not, Right. you know? So that's probably how I would have handled that. And that way I wouldn't have just had to cut off a friendship. Now, if this was a newer friendship where it wasn't like they were very close to me for a while, I would probably be like, hey, you know, I've really enjoyed um, getting to know you and the time I've been able to spend with you. I thank you for like the time you've invested in me and our friendship, but I definitely think our lives are going in different directions and maybe we have some different morals or some opinions that I just don't think will make for a long-term friendship. And I don't even know what to say after that because it's a hurtful conversation Nobody likes being dumped, let's be honest, you know, and nobody wants to hear that you don't want to pursue a long-term relationship with them. But in my opinion, it's better than pretending that you're okay with the things that they do, even though you majorly may disagree with them. And then either just like trying to be their friend anyway and making yourself go against your morals and what you are trying to do in your family and life and personal growth. Or just like running away, because I, I have definitely just been like, well, this is just too hard. I'm just going to run away and I'll never have to see them again because I move every three years anyway. So who cares? Right, right. <laughs> Which is just like so not healthy. Yeah. And honestly, also not kind. Like it's not the kindest way to do it. And I, I know I'm not necessarily known for being like the nicest person around. I'm not Luke or anything, but... Um, I, uh, definitely think honesty in that case can be the best policy, Right. but I'm not saying that you should be like, this is what I don't like about you. This is what you do wrong. I hate that you do this with your kids. I don't like how you do your hair, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Have tact, yeah. Like, yes, be very kind and tactful if you do do this and also be open to someone doing the same to you. Not everybody you meet will be your best right. friend. Honestly, probably most of the people you meet won't be your best right. friend. And what makes friendships valuable is that they are few and far between. Right. So that's just yeah. my two cents. I think. How do you think you would. Yeah, handle? and
0: I think, you know, as we get older, when you're not compatible, usually both of you feel it. It's not just one. Like, you know, if you're talking to an older, mature person, you know, at my age, it's like, you know, you know, you both know. And then you just slowly stop talking to each other together. And if that's not the case, sometimes if the other person still is like, I want to hang out and then I don't really feel the same. I I pray about it. I go, you know, I know I don't have a lot of time to waste, you know, because I'm busy. Um, And, you know, sometimes I feel like investing in friendships that don't really mean too much to me is a waste. I hope I'm saying that the right way. (laughs) But sometimes God will say, you know what? She needs you right now, which is weird, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's one of those things. So sometimes I have stayed in a friendship for a little bit longer than I would have done just by myself, just because I felt like I think she just needs somebody and I might be that person right now and then usually it can fade away later but yeah just praying about that and then being that person if I'm needed and if I'm not if I don't feel that that's the way that needs to go I'm like so non-confrontational and you know that about me and so sometimes saying something to somebody's face is just really hard for me but I've learned okay I can write stuff which is super yeah. corny and super like maybe you don't want like written evidence left behind, you know of like what's said, <laughs> um, but at the same time, if you say it's if you say it in a classy way i I you know pray about what I'm writing, and then you know, and I have done it once where it's just like, okay, I write this out, and i be I'm like, you know what, this is just me, this is who I am, and you know, like you said, I love you know getting to know you and all this stuff, but I don't think that this is the direction that we're going together. You know. Yeah. So, and then they have the the option of writing back or not or you know, and and just kind of reevaluating reevaluating that. So, no yeah. one no one likes and to I be dumped th- like you said, but it's good to have that closure and if you say it right, we can all be mature about it. <laughs>
1: Exactly, and I do, I really see what you're saying about like how sometimes people just need you in the place they're in in their life, and so I do think like if you're able to like pray about it or just take some time and really think about like what you could be meaning for them in their lives with what they're dealing with and just kind of put yourself aside for a second and be able to be them, be there for them during that time because Honestly, if you're placed there for a specific reason, it will fade after because, um, number one, it's really hard to fake it long-term in my opinion. And number two, if someone's needing you there for a specific reason, once they no longer need you for that reason, if you guys don't have a deep connection as a friend, um, it'll just kind of fade. And I think that is good. I think that's normal. When friendships fade, I also think if you're in a toxic relationship, uh, like a friendship or even a partnership, um, you have to get out of it.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: you, some people won't easily let you go. Right. And so that's when you may have to have that tough conversation or send a rough message Yeah. and hope that they're able to see what you're saying and they're not going to like it. Yeah. But, um, it's not good for anybody to long-term be in a friendship or, a relationship that is just toxic right. on your physical, mental, or spiritual health, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah, no, for so, sure. And, yeah, I think when I was thinking of, like, that it's not toxic for you, it's just that, oh, well, you don't really have fun hanging out them, <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, no, so, I wasn't. I, I sure, knew like, saying For sure, like, toxic,
0: that. yeah, totally different situation. And, yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Yeah, I just wanted to touch yeah. on that
1: because I know a lot of people can yeah. get in, like, some extremely, like – unhealthy like codependent friendships even um and it's just better to take a step back and see them and what it is like for what right it
0: is. well and i think um, too i mean if i can add like please. i said you know usually it's compatible with, between two healthy mature in- individuals and, and if it's not like Once you start, you have other friends and you're like, oh, no, sorry, I'm busy. I'm hanging out with so-and-so. Sorry, I'm busy. I'm hanging out with so-and-so. Once you're not really, you make yourself available to that person when it's convenient for you um, because they need you. Um, But after that, it's like you're still going to be making your own schedule with people that you're like, I'm in sync with these other people. And you're still making your plans and you're still busy and all this stuff. And once they see that, they're going to see, okay, she's still making time for me. That's kind. But obviously, you know, she has, she's too busy for me. And then hopefully they branch out and find people that sync with them better, which I I think that happens naturally. And then it's not
1: like, it does. And then it's not like a, like harsh, like ghosting thing. Right, right. Because I think that's like a really hardcore, like version of how to end a relationship. Exactly.
0: Like all of a sudden you never really existed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's just... Not the healthiest, in my opinion. Right. So even though I've done it. Right. I ha- and have had it happen to me. And who knows? I'd love to say I'd never do it again. But right. I'm working on how I'd handle those sort of situations. Yeah. Um,
0: and if it's like you said, think- like the toxic situations, because I feel like people left me because I was a toxic person and um, good for them, though, in a way, because then that showed me how I needed to change. After it happened several times and then it's like, oh, yeah. I need to change. And that was good for me. So, yeah, you pick you yeah. pick what what's going on and you pick what you think is like best what's in that situation. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, for me, I pray about it and then I go, OK, I'm going from here. And then, you know, yeah, There's but there's just definitely different ways to do it than how I feel like everyone's ghosted for just different things that. Maybe I shouldn't have been ghosted over that,
1: (laughs) you know? Yeah, and also, there is, like, a possibility, like, if a friendship kind of, you know, gets ghosted or, like, you know, falls apart, um, just naturally, if you guys grow as people, you could potentially rekindle that friendship in time, but also, there are so many people on this world, so it's okay to, like, make new friends. You don't have to have the same friends you've had since you've been born forever. If you do, and you love them, and it's healthy, that's awesome. Good for you. But never feel guilty for wanting to end a friendship just because they've been your friend for a long time. If you guys have grown apart so much and are living such different lives that it just, like, even makes you uncomfortable to talk to them because you're in such different places, why are you even bother putting time into that relationship? Right, right. (laughs) In my opinion, but... Yep, exactly. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's so cool, though. I mean, I have had a friend that um, she she broke ties with me. She's actually one of my longest standing friends. She broke ties with me over something. But then after we had kids, it was like we rekindled our friendship. And it's actually been a really great thing. So, yeah, it's yeah. never.
1: Well, I've had something similar. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's really cool. It's like if you. But the thing is, she didn't actually ghost me. She told me why um we couldn't be friends anymore and even though I thought it was harsh I didn't think it was fair to have me kicked out of her life over it. At least she told me about it and then so then we were able to rekindle later after we had a a good cry and a good I'm sorry like we both said I'm sorry for different things. So
1: Yeah. When you yeah. when you just ghost cool it's like too. it's hard to get back to
0: that. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, yeah, and I've had something with a close friend where just something happened and there was a misunderstanding and right you know we just had a lot going on in our lives and we like just stopped talking to each other and then eventually we had like that phone call for closure and we were able to work through everything and rekindle a friendship and it was really tough and hard at first and awkward but it was worth it for us because we both had like a love for each other and a want to make it work, yeah. the friendship yeah. Yeah. you know and I think that that is such a special scenario. I don't think that will be like a thing that happens often right. with people. Not a majority. But I definitely think if you are gonna ghost, don't probably. But right. you're gonna probably get bitter about it, and then you'll want to have that closure talk, and not everybody's gonna want to hear from you. Yeah. So well, just like um, definitely think about that before. Yeah.
0: Well, and just like you were talking about, it's like it kind of in- consumed you. Like, every once in a while, it's like you would think about it. And same for me. It's like after I treated people that way, it's like it kind of, God just put it on my heart every day. Not every day, but a lot of the time. I would just think of friends or I would think of my past. You know, sometimes you get nostalgic and you think of stuff and then you're like, oh. And it's like that bitter taste, that oh, that you just get back to. And so it's just not good for you either to do it. And yeah, closure.
1: Closure is (laughs) good. Yeah, I agree.
0: Well, did you have anything else to say on this topic?
1: No, I don't think so. I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I know this is kind of like a, a random topic. It's not super specific to moms, but it can be when it comes to making mom right. friends. And especially because as moms, I think we're even pickier right. about our friends. Right. But I hope that this gave you guys some insight, especially from our experiences right. and help you to figure out a better and tactful way to handle these situations in the future yes and hopefully ghosting won't be such a big thing someday anymore yeah ideally (laughs) hopefully
0: we get back to communicating again
1: (laughs) yeah that would be really cool (laughs) well we are so excited for you guys to hear our next episode when we get to record together and i hope you guys have been enjoying everything so far
0: so if you ever have any topics questions for us we have answers for you and we would love to talk about anything. Go ahead and email us at momsoutloudpodcast@gmail.com podcast at gmail.com and you can follow us at mom's outloud on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yep. And you can find me on everything at Rachel Player Photography. So Instagram, Facebook, as well as my website. And you can find Alexa on Instagram as well. She is A
0: Rockwell Estate. Yep. All right.
1: And that's on everything yeah. as well. Yeah. Right?
0: Website, Instagram, Facebook. We'll
1: talk to you <laughs> next time. Yeah. Okay, bye guys.